see why I got cash. Oh, I didn't even see him walk out the door. I didn't. I know. Tony, Tony, Tony was like, Tony was like, yo, <laughs> they don't come by where I go. I want to see him outside. Now, Petty, get a snow cone. Ice cream man. Section of soccer and black culture, and we got a full house today. A full house. We got the whole squad in the building. We got we even flew in extra people there. So man, what's up, gentlemen? How's it going? As you guys know, you got your hosts here, Ringo, Grego's here, Coach Tony's here, Shad's here, and we got Black Fire founder, creator. You know what I mean? Visionary, Jake. What's hey. up? What's going on, brother? What's up, guys? How's it, how's it going? Going good, man. Thanks for coming. Man. Thanks for coming. We're doing great. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> Business as usual. Yeah. <laughs> Take the L and be on your way. Man, yeah. as, you, as you guys hear, like he is live in the recording today. There's no Skype. There's no Skype. Yeah, no Chicago internet. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We're getting a real interview from him today. Man, welcome to Atlanta, man. How's your trip going? It's going amazing. I'm at, I, I had so much fun yesterday. Like, Going at the tailgate, uh, I visited the Georgia Aquarium. That oh, was really cool. Yeah. Um, just walked around downtown. It was really, really, really awesome. Yeah. Outside of the heat, yeah, yeah, it's hot. It's hot it's down hot. here in Atlanta. <laughs> it, you know, the people from outside of Atlanta call it hot Atlanta for a reason. No one in the city calls it that, <laughs> <laughs> but, but folks from outside for some reason they call it hot Atlanta, man. No, I mean there's so much. I think I mentioned it on. On last week's show, like I, somebody said me this thing, like like the twelve seasons of of Atlanta. I think we just bypassed like fake spring, fake summer. We just straight into like Hell's Gate. <laughs> we, I mean, we didn't have a spring at all. Yeah, we like, not at all. That whole pollen season we used yeah. to have for so long. Yeah. About two weeks. It, it About so two weeks. We went from winter to monsoon <laughs> <laughs> to summer. <laughs> that was it. We got Jumanji weather. <laughs> made a new category. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody might need to amend that list. <laughs> Throw that monsoon in there. This is the future that we got. But did y'all check out the Champions League final yesterday? Um, <laughs> I did it this morning because like, we're recording here on Sunday. We want to make sure we we uh, we got our show in before before Jake had to head back home. You're ruining the movie magic. They're supposed to like Jake's supposed to be in Chicago. So how do they record with him? <laughs> yeah, we're recording early for y'all this week, so to be able to get Jake on the show though. But but yeah, that that uh, I watched it on this morning on Sunday before before we started recording here, and I was like, I ended up just having this fast forward through a whole. Bunch of chunks during the game. I was like, man, like, listen, like this, especially like the first half, like uh, you had the, the penalty call. They're really literally the first minute of the game. And after that, the first half was just snooze city. Yeah. And because everyone was in shock that like that the penalty, call, the penalty was called. 
You know, so and it kind of fucked up all tactics of the game. It, yeah. it, honestly, that ruined the game. That rush should be fired. Or match-fixing allegations well, should be... No, because did y'all, did y'all see the uh, the, the handball? Well, yeah, well, I saw the handball. Yep. And, like, I mean, technically, like, the rule of, of the letter of the law said, like, that was technically a handball, so... It technically was, but still, the man was pointing... Who, who uh, what's his name? Uh, Suzuku, I think. So, yeah, Suzuku. I mean, he was pointing to get the defensive line back together. Yeah. Uh, Sane chips the ball right into his fucking arm. Like, like that's bullshit. Protect yourself at all times. <laughs> Listen, he chipped the ball in his arm. And the thing is, it hits Suzuku so fast, he couldn't even put his arm down. Ref calls a penalty kick. Mo Salah buries it. I mean, that's part of the game, man. It's, 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 I, that's, a, that's a problem with the game. Because so, think about how much money. Like, we talk about Vegas. We talk about money. How much money was bet on that match, right? Money oh, a whole lot. The game, For it to ruin money ruins the, the game. It, but still, <laughs> but, you, but you know what? Shouts out to La Liga. <laughs> Just saying. It's always funny though because like gambling and soccer go hand in hand, and it's I mean it's, it goes hand in hand, but it's the same thing that cripples the yeah the true the true true so, true. But imagine the, what the outcome of that match would have been if there wasn't a penalty in the fucking twentieth second of the match. I mean, we could do the what else all day, but within the parameters of the game, like the fact that it hit his hand and the fact that. I just learned of a new term um, within the Hispanic culture. I think they call it Vivo, where it's kind of like this awareness, like this IQ to kind of you're playing within the laws of the game. Mm-hmm. But it's like kind of having that IQ of like, you know how like if you're in a merge lane mm-hmm. and you're trying to merge and you try to sneak in that last little second. Yeah. Like, is it against the law? No. Yeah. Is it frowned upon? Yeah. I, so I call it I call it the dark arts. Like yeah. a lot of people <laughs> right. and CONCACAF do that very right. well. It's right. like they know how to play exactly what the ref needs to see to get a call. Exactly. It's bullshit. So, <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. Fuck Mexico. Is it illegal? <laughs> no. But it's within the laws of the game. And so that part of it is like it's even with the part of like the fact that um to get there. Um, with the uh, free kick that they did to beat Barcelona, mm-hmm. they knew Barcelona's ball boys were, you know, they were always going slow and mm-hmm. Liverpool, I mean, they had the ball boys put the ball back quick and everything like that. I mean, that's within the laws of the game, but is it against the game? No. You know, so like those are the things that I think the dark arts so, so actually. What I'm hearing, uh, an avid, long life Manchester United fan. You're excited that those Scousers won the Champions League no, again. I'm not excited. Sounds like it. I'm not excited. I there, think there I'm, are people I'm, I'm excited for. I am. <laughs> I am separating myself from that and looking at to the total embodiment of the game and what was. Well, you're coming a good analyst, man. The game, <laughs> the game itself, as far as the wow factor, entertainment, and the drama, it sucked. Yeah. The only drama was in the first two minutes, and after that. We were bored to sleep. Yeah. And I, I ain't gonna lie. I caught a good nap. <laughs> uh, I woke up snoring. I was like, oh, shit. What did, y'all, what did y'all think about uh, Harry Kane getting the, the start? I think that was a bad call. I, honestly, I, I think it was a bad, bad call. Yeah. Bad. So, yeah, Jake, what do you think? I think it was bad. Uh, he, From what I caught in the game, because we were watching it at the tailgate, so um, it was little bits and pieces. It looked like Sun was the only person that mm-hmm. was moving the ball at all. Everybody else was just... Absent, vacant. Yeah, I mean, Son was trying to get between the lines. He was trying to get the channels. Like he was doing all the things to try to disrupt that. I mean, Liverpool. Shouts out to them for the whole season. Like they've been the best defense in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I mean, it showed again with this. Like they are hard to get through. Yeah, I mean, and we have Virgil Van Dyke being the Player of the Year. I mean, Son was doing all he could by himself. Mm-hmm. Kane is a step slow. I've I've never been a fan of him. I respect him. He's slow. It's it's funny He's that you say that because. I always go back to the World Cup last year, 
you know, because like, he, he won the Golden Boot uh, during the World Cup. But at the same time, you know, when you had that semifinal against Croatia, like he didn't, he didn't step up, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that one thing you, you notice, like that kind of separates, you know, like the elite people from everyone else is that they step up in those, in those big moments. And because you can't say Ronaldo hadn't stepped up in the big moments yet. You can't say Messi hadn't set up in the big moments. You can't even say, and uh, in, in, in a lot of cases, Neymar hadn't set up um, in the, in the uh, big moments. But Kane, for whatever reason, like he can get you. He's like, it's like he's like a super Wando, like like how we talked about yeah. uh, last week, where you know like he his goals have come against like guys teams that relatively anybody can score against. All right. But you know, like there's like a certain level of team. It's like, yeah, you're not you're not getting past those guys, and you know, like it's going to be very interesting to see, like you know, one like how Spurs goes for because basically he is the face of their club. Now he's basically been there since he was he was a kid, and it's like, okay, can this guy get us over the hump? Because you know, for the most part, like you saw what they they were able to do in his absence. And, it's like, and that's going to be like a, a really big question, like you know, going in next in the next season, and saying like, okay, like is this the guy that we can truly rely on? Because you had guys like Son and Mora, and and even Llorente, uh step mm-hmm. up, and it's like, okay, like is this really going to be our guy? Well, and that's the thing, I, I think as far as a manager, they always have the toughest call. Like, well, both teams because Liverpool with their injuries. You know, going to the game and you have people that are healthy finally is like, do you play them or not? But at the same time, you question like what has gotten us here to mm-hmm. this moment. And it, they took the gamble and wrong call. You know what I mean? Obviously. Yeah. And yeah so, um, I mean, I think that just given because like I was watching, like I said, I watched the uh, I watched both the pregame and, and um, part of the postgame uh, this morning. And of course, one of the big questions that they had was like, you know, just given given the fact that he hadn't played in like almost two months. And of course, you never know like how a Champions League final might go because like they always they referenced uh, to uh, Diego Costa uh, mm-hmm. a few years back when when Atletico Madrid played Real Madrid, and he was come back from injury and he didn't last like fifteen minutes. And that's always the risk that you play that you have when you play guys of that significance and that haven't played in a while. And so, like, can we rely on him for a full ninety minutes? And of course, if if it goes um, beyond that to extra time and penalty kicks, it's like, okay, can you really rely on him for that entire time? You know, luckily he lasted the whole game, but at the same time, like, I, I don't think that he was really that much of a threat. No. You know, nope, it wasn't. Do you think that the Looking at the game, like the the fan disbursement and representation, it was it seemed heavily Liverpool. Oh yeah, Liverpool always was hard. They yeah, traveled they, hardcore. It was crazy red and white up in there, like ugly red and white. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like one thing that you can always say about Liverpool fans is that. They show up and show out. Good God, yeah. Ever. <laughs> now they're gonna be annoying for a whole year. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> but you know what? Though, like that's gonna be like always gonna be the interesting thing, especially given how this season went. You know. And especially with comparing them and Man City, because I think if you if you ask a Liverpool fan and if you last a Man City fan, like, would you rather have the EPL or, or Champions League? I think in in both cases they probably say they they would want the other trophy mm-hmm. because yeah. Man City has won their share of, of EPL titles now, they haven't mm-hmm. done but they haven't done Europe. Uh, Liverpool's had their European success over the years, but, they but, they, but it's, really but it's been thirty years since their last <laughs> their last English title. So yeah. it's yeah, definitely we, a case of where I think if, if they 
if they look deep down, like which one would they rather have? They said, yeah, I want what they have. All I right. mean, we always want what we can't have, you know, or, you know, we've never had before. It's just human nature. So it, it makes sense that they've always wanted to win the Premier League and City's always wanted to win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So um was, was really interesting to go back where you talk about the pregame is how they were tying so many elements of, like, they had so many NBA players, mm-hmm. like, they're talking about the game, talking about how they grew up playing soccer. And, like, how we always talk about on this show, the melding between the NBA and soccer yeah. is is so prevalent. And the, I love the way the Bleach Report has done it. A lot of people hated it. Folks were like, why the fuck is Trey Young over here fucking trying to play I, I, crossbar I challenge? I didn't, I didn't <laughs> understand like, it at first. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like they, they made it work. Of course, Luka Doncic, like, that one actually made a bit more That made yeah. sense. Luka made sense. I was like, yeah, he's from fucking Europe. Yeah. But like Trey Young, but it's how you get more and more kids in the game. You got a little kid that's turned on TV. He sees Trey Young. He's like, I love Trey Young. He's playing soccer. Oh, shit. Let me follow soccer. I'll watch this game. Yeah. Worst game to watch, but still. you know, like, and, but, you know, and it's always crazy because like I always like we've talked about it in the past episodes, like, like, like what tournaments or games were like really got us into the game. And that was definitely a game that was like, yeah, I, if for the casual fan who's never really been into soccer like that, mm-hmm. that would have been like, yeah, I might be good on this one. Yeah, I usually do like before every big game, I'll do a Facebook or a tweet, like a tweet, and be like, "Yo, check this one out. It's the one." But this one, for some reason, I knew I ain't say shit about this, <laughs> which is a real shame because the whole tournament up until that was great, unreal. Yeah, there were so many classic games, yeah. like uh, just even the semifinals before it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's crazy because. I, uh, someone caught the smoke uh, earlier this week talking about how. Here we go. No, because like uh, they're talking about how. Actually, they're, they're talking about MLS and like how we've switched from two leg um, playoff rounds to one leg, and you know I was like like he doesn't like the two legs. I'm like you look at like how the Champions League knockout rounds have gone. Half of half of every fixture resulted in a, in a second second leg comeback. And, you know, like that's something, of course, when you see it live and when you see it, you know, unfold, like you can't help but like, like, wow, because like you go back to Ajax Juve, you go to, um, of course, uh, Barcelona and Liverpool, you go to Manchester United and PSG, like, like there's there's been examples like all over the knockout stages where, you know, one one leg that doesn't doesn't tell the whole story and, and and it's a tale of two legs. And, you know, like if you really try to invest yourself and see like like how each picture will, will unfold, it's like you can't help but like get, it, get into it. Like, you know, sometimes you might have a 10-2 like you had with, uh, I think it was uh, Barcelona and Schalke, I think. But, uh, oh, yeah. but yeah, like in, in most cases, yeah, like it's, sometimes it just, ha- it just happens that way. It's all good because, you know, next year they're going to they're going to merge the Europa League and uh, the Champions League together. We'll get matches all day long, all day, every it won't day. won't happen next year. But it's shitty I'm games. Sure. You know, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Well, and we also, you know, got acknowledge that, you know, LeBron got a ring now. <laughs> he got a medal. He got, got a, medal. a medal. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't do rings in Europe. Nah, I know. He got a medal. Yeah. So it was good to see that. But it's crazy like when you think yeah. about that. Good like, thing to the minority crazy. owner. Exactly. <laughs> LeBron James. Because <laughs> he, um, I think like his his investment was like initially like, like $2 million. And go from that to like, they said, they said like with the Liverpool win on Saturday, now his share is basically gone up from two million to forty-five million. God, 
Any small European clubs that need like two hundred dollars from me, holla at your boy. Like, hey, like make a cup run. Let's do this thing. You know, <laughs> I'll represent an Eastern Eastern European club all day, every day. And talk about another another snooze. Of course, you had the Europa League final on what was it, Thursday? That was Wednesday. 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 Chelsea. And uh, Eden Hazard, he, like he praised said like he's gone, but he he went out on, on a strong note. He yeah. Said, like, and yeah, scored a brace. He scored a brace during that. So shouts out to Chelsea. I mean, they were they were quiet. It's hard to say. They were listen, but this year they were quietly really good. They were quietly really. They didn't make a lot of noise. It's funny because like they had, of course, you you had uh, Sorry, who's basically about about to leave Chelsea for Juventus. Uh, it probably in the next week or two, but. Uh, they were talking about, you know, firing him like, you know, January or February and to basically turn that around to you you win Europa League, you which you're already qualified for a Champions League spot anyway, but now you're you're going straight to the uh, to the group stage. So I think in, in that case, you know, like like you've had a relatively successful season all considering that you know, like you you went through your growing pains and you managed to pull pull it through. Are they gonna pull a man you? You know, or man you won the Europa and then Comeback season, pull up some shit performances. And I mean, everything in turmoil. I think it all depends. Because, on, you know, obviously with the. the I, I, I think no one can man you like Man <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's one thing about Manchester United. They're great at a lot of things. <laughs> but no, I, I think it, it, it all depends on, like, you know, with, with Sari on the way out, who did they hire to replace him? But then and, they also got a transfer event. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. financial play. But of course, you look, you look at what happened with Spurs. Like, like they haven't made the transfers in nearly two years, no. and that and it, so it kind of goes. It kind of speaks to their credit, like how they've been able to, you know, get to it, the Champions League final, you know, and without making really any moves whatsoever. But it requires you to with that transfer ban to start using a couple of their kids. Though. They're you. Sorry about my dog. He was quiet until like five minutes ago. <laughs> but uh, but and uh, you got Pulisic coming in. Yeah, he's coming in. I mean, the Wonderkin. You saw what he did there at, uh, in Dortmund. Now he's around people that speak English. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, I get it. He's it. like, is this what a locker room supposed to feel like? <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see what Chelsea does next year. I fuck yeah. them still. They're still yeah. racist. Yeah. So yeah. So of course, like now the the European season is over. Like, what what have what we, we learned this season? What do what we, we do now? What have we learned? Yeah, we want to do like a like a like a. How did you feel about TNT in Bleacher Reports coverage of the Europa League and Champions League? Uh, it started off strong. It got kind of weird, like during the group <laughs> stage. It got very weird. And but I think like you know they found their stride during the knockouts during the knockout rounds, and. And basically, what um, what you ultimately got there, I think that they peaked at the right time because with all the craziness that happened in the semifinals, you know, that was one of those moments. Like, like if they did nothing else, you know, they allowed those moments to really kind of speak for themselves and not kind of over talk it and not and not try to like you know just throw in a whole bunch of talking points, a whole bunch of jargon that doesn't mean shit. And you know, I I think that they 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 did all right. I think that I mean they're they're still trying to figure it out. Um, the one thing I will say, 
like it took a little while to figure out the access part like you know it wasn't user friendly in the beginning type of thing you know? mm-hmm. um, but one thing I definitely uh, I've liked is the the added content yeah you know, like mm-hmm. the, my, the champions Fernando so, Perez that's my dude like the like, added content I would definitely say kind of reminds me of you know the old Fox uh, soccer channel stuff mm-hmm. where had other you know yeah Fernando Perez like just his contribution to the coverage and really kind of you know, giving some light to the cultures of like wherever uh, they were um, covering whichever games they were covering like that honestly was huge mm-hmm. and then as they kind of streamlined the studio presence because like one thing I didn't like was how they would have like the one studio here in Atlanta and then the one studio in in LA and I'm like you know just get everyone all in one spot yeah you know, I think that the conversations flowed a lot better when they were all in one spot. And you had uh, just the chemistry built, built up as as it went along. Of course, you still had, you know, some people kind of bitched about, you know, Steve Nash being such a homer for Spurs. And, you know, I, I think that within reason, I think those things are, are good. You know, just having, you know, people who actually, because like you, if you ever watch like the uh, English presentations, of course, you have like guys like, Gerard and and um uh, uh Rio Ferdinand like they get passionate for for the game and I think that there should be nothing wrong with showing your passion showing passion for your teams and everything and whether or not you know like everything else will kind of like figure itself out like like because you want I don't think you want robots you know, like, mm-hmm. if, like if if the game is exciting, let them show that shit. <laughs> I agree. I think it it appeals to the common man, the common fan. Because I mean, in journalism, you have to show some certain level of you know being unbiased mm-hmm. in a way. But man, I want to see what my favorite um, you know people around like how they react to things like that. Like mm-hmm. it, I can't, it kind of helps the appeal of of what you're watching, what you're into, and if you know that. Nash goes hard for the Spurs, and you're a Spurs follower, and you know that's something to get excited about. And then you, you know, you kind of see other people in their fandom when they show it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something good, you know, for because what because one thing that um uh that I always uh, go back to is like you see like guys like Gary Neville and Roy Keane, like guys that you know were at the top of their game, and especially going through, of course when they're talking about like their former teams and. Of course, they have their allegiances and loyalties and experiences. Like, I think it's hard, hard for especially in soccer. Like, especially more so in soccer. Like, how you can't just simply be on basketball because you know you have an intimate point of view. It's, yep. it's like telling like Paul Pierce like he's got to stay totally unbiased right. towards himself. Right. Like, it makes no sense, <laughs> you know. And and the same thing like like shit with Magic Johnson. Like, you know, like you can tell even with all the drama that that he's. Um, putting himself through with talking about the Lakers and everything like you, you can tell that that's his team so like you know it's, it's a it's a different point of it's view it's a human it's element I mean yeah. you the day like you can't expect someone to just like oh no I'm actually going to tell the news tell the sports and that's it let's focus on my life no. <laughs> you can't expect that but that's how traditional broadcasting has been and, and you see the difference between a broadcaster and right. a fan and, and, yeah. but you need both you don't there. have Ryan Gumble yeah. out there like yeah. I mean like yeah. You got you want to do the unbiased so you get your gumbles. Right. And you're good. But other than that, the color, the color commentary and everything like that, mm-hmm. you got to have, you know, that human element. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, like, like I mentioned earlier, so what have we learned from this season? Like, you know, from from year back. So they're, they're wrapping up. We're about to go into international break. We got Gold Cup, Nations League, uh, Copa America, Women's World Cup. Like, what what have we really learned from this European season? Like, you know, I have think, a lot of money. Have yeah, <laughs> get your money right. Stack your chips. Have a lot of money. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, and, uh, and have some some great analysis, um, some for people to look at. You know the proper transfers because you can have a lot of money, as we see, like the man you. You can throw it at the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so, I mean yeah. Fulham. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love exactly, using yeah. Fulham as a perfect example. Yeah. Fulham spent a shit ton of money. And got relegated. Like, it, it's crazy. So having a lot of money is, like, a part of it. But if you don't have a plan and you don't have a culture and things like that in your club, I mean, it's worthless. I mean, the Manchester United, most of us are Manchester United fans here. I mean, all the money we threw in there, culture was shit there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it showed mm-hmm. sixth. Yeah. I mean, I, I, think one of the biggest, <laughs> I think one of the biggest lessons is that, you know, is coaching. You know, if, if you got a a good coach with a good focus on what he wants to build yeah. that will carry you through because whether it's Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, Pochettino, Allegri uh, with Juve, uh, even um, I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, the, uh, the coach from Bayern, like, you know, he oh, mm-hmm. he persevered because, of course, they were talking about uh, firing him uh, midway through the season and he pulled it through, uh, won the Bundesliga and you know, you, those are, like, if you have the right mindset and you have a strong belief in, in what you can do, every, like I said, the the cream will rise to the top. Well, I think the key thing with that, you know, of course you have to have a coach that can understand the tactics and has their system and has a good sense of it. However, even if it's like sorry ball, you know, mm-hmm. even if you, if it's a style of play that might not match up to someone's cup of tea, but the key thing is that, those guys in the locker room, they got to be bought into that system. Absolutely. They got to be bought into the system. They got to be bought into your personality. They got to be bought into how they portray themselves to the media. They got to be bought into what they're doing off the field. Mm-hmm. Like that buy-in is going to have to be huge. And I think that's what you got with City winning the league. Mm-hmm. And then with Klopp and Liverpool winning, you know, Europe, I mean, the Champions League. Like, all those teams, if you look at it, like, they love their coaches. Mm-hmm. And it's all, they're all in for them. And, and speaking of, and, and as we saw with Man U, that was the case. That wasn't the case. They didn't buy in. Two thirds. They didn't buy in. And you might, you know, was you know Ole Gunnar. He is more of a players' coach. Mm-hmm. Seems like. Seems like we're seeing. Um, but he's got to really adapt to what his system is. Yeah. And he has to gain his confidence of like, okay, this is the way we're playing. This is how we're going to play. And he's got to sell it. Yeah. To the team and of course. As we know, the fans of Manu because they're. Well, speaking of uh, buying in, guess who's in second place in MLS? Bruh. Bruh. With the game, with the game in hand. <laughs> I'll tell you, the, the, man, game the, in man, hand. the man that everyone wanted to can two months ago. <laughs> I told y'all I should have believed in friends. I said, I've been saying trust, trust the process. process man. I've been saying that. Same. Before we talk about the Frank DeBoer, uh-huh. let's talk about we had some action this week, midweek action. Um, <laughs> Actually, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna turn this around to uh, to Jake. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to say. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, D.C. United and Chicago Fire, they played on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Whereas the home team, we played Minnesota United. But, uh, but there was some controversy. Uh, 
towards the end of the uh, D.C. Chicago game to where MLS had to say, like, you know, like, hey, we, like the, the refs of it, like, we screwed that one up, man. Like, my, our bad, man. Like, like y'all should have got that goal, man. Yeah, like, yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. so what, what was your perspective as far as, like, like how that game unfolded? Like, y'all uh, were down quick 2-0 uh, going into halftime. Like, and what uh, – how did everything turn no, around? so we were up 2-0. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. And I think that we're probably going to segue into this with the Atlanta-Chicago game. Mm-hmm. Our defenders just can't do it. Yeah. Like, we have, we have Schweinsteiger back there, but – we don't know what we're doing on right what and left. What position does Swinesteiger play? Because I, I watch center back. He's center back. He plays his position, man. <laughs> <laughs> Swinesteiger. That's the, that's the position. Yeah. He's the position he plays Swinesteiger. <laughs> so you know, what crazy thing is, he's only thirty six years old. He seems like he's forty six years old. That, I mean, like, like he's still, he's still doing it though. He his his calves. He did not skip leg day. That's Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All of our legs combined do not imagine. <laughs> this is weird. This conversation is weird. Sorry. <laughs> so, like, that shootout that you guys had with D.C., you know, where, where, where was that? Was that in D.C.? Or was that yeah, it was in D.C., yeah. In, okay, it was in D.C. So, what? I, I didn't watch the match. So, what happened? What was the controversy? I don't know anything about it. Was that a handball? Yeah. Yeah, there was, um, I think the real controversy, there was, there was one play where C.J. Sapong was in the box and he just got laid out. Yeah. Um, they didn't call a penalty. They didn't do anything. Um, but it was like a handball, like nor- more towards the top of the box. I didn't think anything of it at the time, but um, MLS looked back at it and said, yeah, we messed that one up. But, you know, you, you can't I, – I personally think you can't get too upset about those kind of things because right. really the, in reality, when you're up two goals to zero, you should probably win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but 2-0 is the most dangerous lead to have. As you get comfortable. <laughs> you, the most dangerous lead the to have. get comfortable. Everybody yep. gets comfortable. But, like, for D.C. to, like, roar back to a 3-3, I mean, that's – I mean, it's impressive. It's a testament what they're yeah. doing this season. I mean, shouts out to them and their squad. But they no, got, I mean, it's, it's, still, it's still a good point against a really good team. Yeah. Um, but I personally think it definitely should have been three yeah. instead of one. But So, with the transfer window about to open up next month, July 1, I think mm-hmm. – has there been talks that Chicago's going to spend some more money to get some more defenders, or are you guys, like, capped out? Like, you can't move any players? For some reason, all of our rumors are goalkeepers. Yeah. So, we had uh, Usted. Uh, he, in that San, San Jose game, he got he got caught out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they brought in Kronholm. He's not any better. So, I think the rotating thing is going to be goalkeeper when it really shouldn't be. It should be right and left back. Yeah. So... Or not left, not left back because we have uh, Kapelhoff, but um, just shoring up that defense. But I, I haven't heard anything really. The rumors have either been like a striker or like a goalkeeper or something mm-hmm. like that. Positions that are like all right, like sure that we can bolster that. But like right. the glaring, glaring one is is, is our defense. So. Yeah, I, I think like going off of the match yesterday, we could transition into that. Unless there's something from Wednesday, anybody want to talk about? I mean, we could talk about talk about the home team. Home team, yeah. baby. Got a dub, Minnesota. <laughs> hey man, Minnesota is the Orlando well, well, this year. Well, hold up, well, hold up, hold up. What, what, what did we say last week? It's all about the roots. It is. It tells roots. You're right. The, the roots are coming back out. Joseph scoring again. I'm telling you, man. It's it, it, something once that blonde start to fade. Hey, hey Joseph, turn up, man. Taking a knee like cat too. Hey, you know what I'm hey, he is. Hey, I don't know where this knee came from, but sister, I know you heard his last episode because hey, it was something to do with him being called the king. 
Uh-huh. So it was like, you know, King's kneeling or something. Mm-hmm. Is he bending the knee? I mean, but like, I, don't I know. <laughs> Is he bending the knee? <laughs> we took Game of Thrones? I mean, it's over, but we can, we can bring it back. No, that's just what I heard. No, it's true, that's just what I heard. I but mean. he's smoking that blunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you know, Atlanta and I, they smoked uh, Minnesota 3 0. I didn't realize that the last. Uh, I think it's the last five games. Like we've actually like had we haven't given up a goal at home in yeah about five games. Yeah, you know so like we're, we're definitely doing a better job as far as at least at home uh, as far as just hold, holding the line and you know, miles keep, keep, and keep keeping keeping on the sheets clean. You know, no, no, number eight. Goose. I mean, of course, Goose. No. Oh, that one play on Wednesday? Yeah. yeah. That oh, play on Wednesday God. where he. <laughs> man. Listen, hey, the Matrix broke in that. <laughs> so, do you take that one? Or do you take uh, what was the, the match before um, the three goal? Uh, was that against Minnesota? Minnesota's keeper? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, um, yeah, who was that against? You talking about when we. Yeah, yeah we when, were. When, we had, like, uh, I'm taking ours. Pity. And, and Miram. That wasn't Minnesota. Miram had no, that's the, Vancouver. That, Vancouver. That was Vancouver. against Vancouver. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you take Do you take that one, or do you take? Uh, I take I take I take because like, that was right there at pretty much right there within the six. Yeah. And like you actually because we there was a debate online as far as like like whether the ball was actually crossed the line. Like it, it did get. Over it was, it was it partial. Didn't, it didn't fully cross. Because like, for those who don't know, goal line technology. Because the people who don't know, of course, you, obviously we have VAR as to replay within MLS. the The rule is the ball has to go completely over the goal line. It can't be partial. It can't be you know just 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 a tip. Just a tip. You know, it has to be all the way. Oh, all the ball has to be all the way over. And yeah, like it, like I, it didn't happen. And given how close it was, that shit was like uh, kind of crazy because, you know, you you had that that rapid fire moment where you basically have to you know stay locked in. You know, I'm, I'm sure like you know Tony can, can attest to just like how you know when you're in that type of scrum and you'll you know, know exactly like where that shot's going to come. You're not even thinking, dude. It's all reflex. You're not even it's thinking not that moment. What, yeah, dude said it's just like you're not thinking. You're just reacting and just you see the ball in front of you and you just gotta act and just he could I think he said he blacked out he really didn't know what was going. I on. mean it, it, it's crazy because like that uh, makes it even better. Right? <laughs> like if he says like, well, he he just blacked out and next thing you know he stopped four attempts on goal. Yeah, back to back that's fucking crazy. But you yeah. know what? As keepers, like we actually there's several trains that keepers do now for, to handle that type of situation where you're seeing the ball and you don't even know where it's going. Like there's even the type of train where you're throwing. A deck of cards at a keeper. Yeah, and try and knock it because you know a deck of cards. You don't yeah. even know where the card is going. We should record like, that. You doing that? Yeah. <laughs> we should put that on the social. Let's see. Let's see if Coach Tony got the, got guy. the juice. Yeah. Got we'll see about that. <laughs> the minor things that make you really appreciate keepers. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that. Thank you, man. Thank you. Show us some love. <laughs> But uh, but yes, uh, Saturday. Uh, yeah, Saturday. I mean, Saturday started off with. I mean, the matches. Uh, it was all about that smoke, as Grego says. I mean, Orlando City smoked Montreal. I mean, Red Bull smoked RSL. I'm still mad about that game, by the way. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> that we lost. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, it was a travel. I mean, someone someone uh, said like we the past with eight games we were on the road. Yeah, we picked up eighteen of the possible twenty four points like on the road. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a successful road trip. But like, imagine how much travel that really is. They don't get charter flights, so you're sitting in the airports. You're doing layovers. You get you get up to four charter flights a year, which of course that that in itself, I'm like, you're for you're. You're trying to be. You're trying to portray yourself as a first division te- uh, league. You know, chill out, chill out. And that was disrespectful with the betrayal. All right, yeah, we are a top five league. Stop down. All right, everybody doing trades now. You, 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 wait, wait, everybody wait. trade like we doing in MLS. I can't wait to see the European Super Draft. And then I'm gonna look at y'all like, yo, uh-huh. hey, well, no. reporting live by Gary Neville. The European Super Draft, <laughs> but no, man, because like it makes no like if, if you are telling yourself that you're, a, <laughs> but no, but why, hey, but why are you talking? Super Draft would be really good for Team the youth. Tanking? No, <laughs> there's too many kids out Listen, there. There's so many kids in Europe that probably get overlooked. This would give them opportunity to get a chance. It's not even case of them getting overlooked because you got to think about like how deep most. Uh, countries are when it comes to I soccer. I understand. So, like, I understand. Talk, and of course, mind you, they all have reserve teams. They all have youth, youth academies. That that draft will go like a whole yeah. month. It's <laughs> fine. Worse than the baseball draft. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. We're really not going to watch with the first the first round. That's it. <laughs> Which will last two weeks. <laughs> but if they do a super draft today, they also have a combine. Ooh. No, tell Stop. me how tough that would be. Stop. Stop. All right, fire. Right, come back. Can you know what? Back? Fire. All right. Back in All right. Fuck All right. it. We're back in MLS. God, Road trip's over. Oh, <laughs> We're back. Atlanta United, the exhaustion with RSL. I mean, shouts out to Orlando knocking off Montreal. That's the reason we're in second right now. Even even your boys are, are starting to win again. Uh, Krappers are still like they're, they're trying to Krappers try to drop that. Once I'm telling you, man, you know, once you get that first one off, you're good to perform for the rest of the night. You know what I'm saying? What are you alluding to, Ringo? What are you alluding to? You know, in soccer, when oh, you get your okay. first win, oh. you know, oh, okay. I'm talking about when you bust off. <laughs> about the gun range. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to shoot the club up. You know about that pretty well, man. Hello. Damn, Savannah. Country ass. <laughs> but, uh, but no, uh, you know, going to Saturday, uh, we started out strong in, in the first half. Uh, you know, Joseph and his roots, you know, they, they, yeah. he's, he, they're coming back with a vengeance. And it's crazy, like, how he... At the start of the day, he was tied for 10th in goals. Now, all of a sudden, he's tied for, I think, second now. Right. You know, like, it's, like, I know that it may not be coming at necessarily at the same clip that it was last year, but Joseph is still producing. And I think that, you know, you still have, it's still not as fluid as it was last year on the top tie. I I think that's still somewhat to be expected, but at the same time, one, it the the back line itself is long with that alone that's keeping us in games and then it's just a matter of okay, once we get everyone on the same page, you know, I said I don't think anyone wants to really play uh play us, you know, as it gets deeper in the season. This being the last game, basically of the first half of the year, because like we have we don't have any games till the twenty sixth of of, yeah. of June. Yeah, it's long. I, long I, I think that you know people will be able to get healthy. 
you know, by, by the time that we get back, we'll have Barco back from, from under 20s. He's been lighting it up. Yeah, um, killing it. I mean, absolutely killing that shit in, at, at the under 20s. So, you know, going into the second half of the season, it's going to be like, Jack, do you really want to play Atlanta United? Like, do you really want that smoke? Do you, do you see this PT and, and uh, Martinez connection growing? Dude, I told yeah. y'all, Pitt, man. I think that might have been his best game. Watch him out, bro. Watch him out. We can talk about Pitt. Before I talk about PT and his fucking diving all over the pitch, I want to talk about Dax McCarty. Like, that, like how long Dax has been in the league. I mean, yeah. like, to see him still performing like the way he does in that midfield. Like people in my section was getting mad. I was like, yo, fucking Dax is a legend. I was like, y'all don't fucking know the game. And like, how do you feel about how Dax performs? Like, I, I know we talked about your back line. Because your attack, like um, Chicago's attack was strong. You know, you guys had multiple chances like where you guys moved the ball forward. And you guys actually did some of the ball. And you're attacking midfields and things. But like I said, you got Schweinsteiger against Joseph Martinez. I mean, there's not much you could really do there. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say that Joseph Martinez, I mean, he's a level above anything I've seen for, for a while. I mean, I think, like, one of the things I was noticing during the game is just, like, how well you guys control the ball when you have it mm-hmm. and how how you guys move, like, off the ball, too. Um, you also notice, like, in, the, in, in talking about midfield, you also notice how a lot of the times the fire would try to get past that midfield part and they just couldn't. I don't know who's, like, I'm going to be honest, I don't know who you guys got in the mid- midfield there, but um, you guys control the midfield yeah. really, really, really yeah. well where you're not letting up a lot of breaks. You're not letting a lot, a lot of um, counterattacks start. So, um, but in terms of Dak McCarter, yeah, I mean, we we do have, like, we have strong pieces, like, really strong pieces. Like, Dak McCarty. Um, we have like Katai, who when he's on, he he's on. Um, CJ Sapong is really really good. We have we have these pieces that are just floating around, but we don't have pieces that are connecting very well. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes the consistency is just not there either. Like, um, is ice that, cream truck coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's about ice cream. Real time. quick break. Uh, <laughs> ice cream break. Dope <laughs> man. Dope <dope> man. <laughs> I'm not going to say that my street man looks like what? No, man. <laughs> you got a full like full of gold when you through, man. Do you look like Boosie? Nah, he, he, Boosie was at the game yesterday. Boosie was there. But, but yeah, go, 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 yeah. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, Dax is, is our most one of our most consistent pieces. Feinsteiger does what he can, but it's hard to be consistent when – you know, you and one other person are our best defenders. Yeah. Um, other than that, like, Katai just can't get the goals. CJ Sapong hasn't gotten what he needed to. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just mystified. I don't know what, yeah. I don't know what they need to do to get together. Hope, like you were saying about the break, hopefully they um, really look at what they're doing because I don't think they do know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we might have to take a break. I'm going to stop right in front of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody walking to the ice cream. I told y'all, man. Oh, hey, man. you seem like a kid. I'm going to get a couple up there. But you know what? We actually will take a quick break. Because like, when, when we get when we go on the other side of the break, we're going to talk um, Black Fires. We're going to talk uh, the culture. Uh, we're going to talk uh, just just life. But, uh, but yeah, we'll be right back. We're going to pay some bills real quick. And, yeah, just stay with us. Are we, are we live right now? Yeah. Um, no. 
<laughs> and we're back. No, we are live. Actually. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. We're back from what? What did we just partake? Oh, so you guys heard? I don't know if you guys can hear in the background. Um, our local ice cream man rolled through. So you know, Coach Tony and Grego decided to do what we do best on the culture and support a black business. Support black business. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, but they went out there. You know, they supported our ice cream man. Don't even look like a dope man. <laughs> Don't even look like an old school. Hey, hey man, don't even look like old school. I'm not, not getting into stereotypes, man. I'm not getting into stereotypes. But, but, <laughs> did, he did offer me to go to the other side of the corner sack <laughs> for some off menu items. Yeah, so I appreciate y'all supporting my local businesses around here in South Folk. Man. You had a pretty crazy story too, because you uh, you told me like your your stepmom used to have ice cream. Yeah, truck. you know we ran an ice cream truck when I was in high school out the back of our um, 2002 Ford Explorer. Mm-hmm. So we would, we would pop the back open and, you know, we sell ice cream out the back out of freezers. So, like, the, the ice cream tone that everyone knows, you have to buy that instrumental. Like, it, it costs money. So we was like, you know, fuck that. So we, what we did was we took the crime mob instrumental and we played that thing on a loop. So, <laughs> so we, like we played that thing on a loop, and um, you know we we, we had it, we had it popping that summer, man. People we used to come out and they were like, hey, hey, but, yeah, we not <laughs> I'm so good. So, so you know, you know, we, we so you, before we went to the break, we talked about the game. Atlanta won two zero. You guys went out that night. How was that? What y'all get into? Mixie boys, man. Listen, we, we waited. We just wanted to we, show, uh, share a little bit. Of the culture yeah. of what Atlanta has to offer to our brethren. Yeah. You know, so you know, we've been trying City. to set this up this week, and yeah. so we just wanted to break some bread. So we thought, let's go get some wings. That's mm-hmm. something we love to do here. And we decided to go to J.R. Crickets. Or as or as Jake says, R.J. Crickets. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what was going on with me last night. R.J. Crickets. That's why it took him so long. That's so long. <laughs> Oh. You, uh, you, you put up you put up on the map like where's where's RJ? <laughs> it's like well, he gonna call it RJ Cricket. All right. <laughs> so y'all had shitty service. Which one y'all go to? Yeah, uh, the one on 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 uh, North Avenue. So so that one is slow because like um not the not the Wednesday match. Our last Saturday match, like about a month ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. I went there. Mm-hmm. Took us forever to get like fucking chicken tenders and shit. I just think they're just historically slow. Mm-hmm. That one is. I think it's just you know, of course, because it's right there in the city. That one's always you know popping for the most part. And but yeah, like it, it took it took me an hour to get my food, and it still took them another hour to get their yeah, food. You just got and, like, and we mind you, we all ordered at the same time. And the waitress said, you know, if you want something other than wings, you know, uh, it's going to be about uh, it'll get you'll get your food quicker. I got my food quicker. That was still an hour. God damn. You know what I just what I ordered? What fries? Fries. <laughs> <laughs> it still took two hours. Fries? I was the last person to get. Oh jeez! No. Ordered a jumbo fries. Hell. Jr. Cricket, y'all slipping. Support us, man. We'll, we'll talk about y'all every episode. Just give well, us a better. We still spend our money there. You know. This was good though. It was. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm more of a three dollar guy. Like through a cafe, like that's worth it. Three dollars on the menu. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where. Yeah, I, I've been wondering for years. Why, I was like, maybe long ago it used to be three dollar cafe. Yeah, the prices went up. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take three dollar cafe any day of the week. Like, like you know, Jared Crickets is, is all right, but you know, yeah, yeah. I try uh, after the game. I, man, I think by the time I get, we were just so damn hungry. It's like, hey, yeah. this shit's a fucking amazing. Boy. After the end of the game, and I went to the Gulch. 
I was, there, I was there too early. I was there too early. Okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah. went. I walked around. I was like, all right, I'm going to hang out. And my son was like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. I missed out. So, 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 so what was your experience, you know, you know, experiencing the goal to spirit from the stadium? Like, what was uh, what was your, your take back from? Oh, I thought you were asking about geography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, RJ's. RJ. Yeah, RJ. Yeah. Yeah. What about it? Yeah. What was your experience comparing it to, like, um, the way you guys do it in Chicago? Um, we do. We, we tr- I think we try to emulate a lot of, well, Fire fans would say that we did it first because we're older, but... Um, we, we do kind of the same thing. We try to all meet in one place. Um, we have, like, tents up and stuff like that. We cook. Um, of course, it's a very it's a much smaller crowd. Um, I was blown away by how many people were... Um, just hanging out. Just hanging out. Party. It was yeah. like y'all's y'all whole team was there. It's insane. Because I remember him saying, like, 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 like he was over at uh, the TL tailgate, you know, and like it was kind of kind of dry. I think it's early. It's early. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember when you texted, I was like, oh, he in here super early. <laughs> did, uh, did Darren walk through? No, because remember he, he was watching he was, the game. No, oh, yeah, duh, duh. Yeah, 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 yeah his, uh, his Spurs, like he was like, yeah, I'm about to have me a perch. Right. Yeah. And and watch the game. Yeah, we, he did it. Like once the game was over, he didn't wait for the for the treble ceremony. It's like, yep, game's over. <laughs> Listen. So Jake, our pr- the president, let him know that he walks through the tailgates all the time. Really? He hangs out, does shots with people and stuff like. Hey, I'm just joking. He doesn't do shots with <laughs> people, but he like he comes and shots checks in. Yeah, like pictures. <laughs> and you know he kicks it with the fans and stuff like that. So it's really cool to see like members of like leadership come out and like be amongst yeah, the people. That's something we're missing. A lot. I, don't, I don't think Nelson Rodriguez will no, ever yeah. be. <laughs> you last hey, if he walked out there, he'd be trying to get yeah. people locked up. He'd be like, hey, get them, get them out of here. <laughs> get those colors out of here. Yeah. So tell us about um, culture with the Chicago Fire, like the fan culture, and then lead into what made like going and seeing that it made you in field create uh, the Black Fire. Well, I that's one thing I want to say is how many like black fans y'all got here. Like that blew me away. Yeah, um, and none of them listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many white people listening. We have so many. <laughs> it's like that sometimes. Oh, black man! But yeah, that was so cool to see. Um, it was cool to see how black culture is just like you can just tell it's a part of the the fan culture there. Um, that's something that me and Phil, uh, who couldn't make it. Because he, he didn't want to take a spirit ticket, but hey, that's cool. We still yeah, love you, Phil. Oh, y'all, got a, y'all found him a spirit ticket? He didn't want to hop on spirit? Hey, he valued his life. He's like, I'm <laughs> <out>. <laughs> I wanna, I'll just run. He's like, you know what? It's like, I'm I'll, straight. I'll hitchhike to him. I'm not trying to <laughs> fl- Fred Flintstone starting his plane. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, but, shout out to Phil. But um, that's something that we, we really want also for the fire. Um, I think there's a, a lot bigger of a place for it too because we don't have as many fans, so we we're able to work with a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the move to Soldier Field, we're really excited about that because you know, think about like how we, regular people, like you know, white people, barely want to go to Bridgeview. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't have a car or something like that, you're not going to be able to go out there. Like really, yeah. the mo- the biggest way people go is. Um, either just driving or pub to pitch. So if you don't have any of those options, um, which if you look at the map for pub to pitch, it's all pretty much north side bars. Mm-hmm. So um, 
there's really it's really not set up for for us mm -hmm. um and that's something that we want changed so we're looking at doing watch parties in south side and west side bars mostly south side but um we're looking at like having chants that have to go with like like hopefully hip hop songs and stuff like that, um, and just bringing like like with the Black Heritage Scarves, just bringing um, our kind of culture into the game because uh, there's a big place for it. Um, I think there's a lot of you know looking at how German people and looking at how um, Hispanic people celebrate their culture in the game. There's a big place for Black culture in there too. Yeah. Um, Especially in a city like Chicago. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that you say that, like how everyone has their culture and there's room for black culture in the game. I love the way you said that because, I mean, you're in Chicago, we're here in Atlanta, and we're talking the same language. Yeah. And, like, we love this game. It's like, how do we put shine more of us into the game? And, like, we love what you're doing. Like, once we heard what you're doing, like, Greg O'Me was like, yo, guys, what's up? We tried, you know, the, the infamous episode, we tried that and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Good gosh. No, you still I, got dial up in Chicago. Yeah. Hey, man, <laughs> out for that episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> said, not on this carpet. No, no, no. But, uh, uh, there, there was one guy uh, from, from um, one of the Chicago supporters that, that did stand out and uh, that we met yesterday. Actually, I, I met him two years ago, uh, Lewis Uller. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he basically broke it down pretty well as far as, like, what – uh, has been going on as far as like the the likely move to Soldier Field because basically what you're having uh, is the population from South Side and West Side Chicago is is basically moving north, and so when you have fewer people to work with on that side of town where the stadium is, it's like okay, how do we put ourselves in a position where you know you can you know be back where the people are. You know, obviously, it's going to take a little while as far as establishing another fire stadium, like within the city. But at the same time, you know, it might be a little optically crazy because, of course, you'll, you're trying to get twenty five thousand people in a sixty thousand seat stadium in Soldier Field. But at the same time, that's still twenty five thousand. That's a whole lot more than ten thousand in the mm. twenty thousand stadium. And you know, and and then like if you can work, if you can start there, of course, you can try to go to twenty six thousand. 30,000, maybe 35,000 with the right moves. Because like, well, with what we talked about earlier, I do think that uh, with the uncertainty as far as like where the team is about to go in, in the near future, I think it's kind of affected, like, okay, what moves can we really make? Because I think you have some players that might be a little bougie and talking about, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't want to play in, in Bridgeview. I want to play in Chicago. I want to play in the city mm -hmm. you know, where, where it's hot and it's, and it's popping. And I'm popping my Bridgeview. You know, shop Ukrainian village. You know, <laughs> so so I, I think that uh, you know once they figure that part out, I think it'll be a lot easier because for a, a market as big as Chicago, they should be on the same level as L.A. and New York and even us as far as like being able to attract talent and say, okay, this is a place that you want to play. Because you're talking about like the, like the the number three media market. Like, mm -hmm. there's no reason in the world why uh, it should be a bigger club than what it is. Exactly. Like, it's like, like so, what, what, what are your thoughts as far as like, like how, like how, like, well, first off, like, have they said anything as far as like, like when that moves is supposed to happen? Like, what's what's been the update on that? Uh, there hasn't really been an update on it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just kind of, it's still like, there's a lot of pieces that are saying that's going to be confirmed, but right now it's still just a rumor. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, like the fire aren't going to say anything about it. 
um, Chicago government hadn't said anything about it. Because one of the things that they wanted to do was get them like get all the paperwork done before our old mayor Rahm Emanuel left. Oh God. Um, so yeah. yeah, you know when Chicago politics are in it, then <laughs> I'm now it, I'm, it, now, I'm now a mayor Lori. <laughs> she ready to get shit done. That's verbatim for, from her. She ready to get shit done. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> but I hope so. But, but uh, past yeah. that. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, talking to Lou about it too yesterday, you know, there is that potential for being like a huge team like the Cubs, like the Bears, like having that kind of fan loyalty because we do have a lot of loyalty to, to the teams that we do like in Chicago. Um, there is that place there, but I think the one thing that's missing, even from like what you guys have, we don't have involved ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of the first piece you're seeing of it. We, you know, if you want my take on it, we did get a new minority owner who's like a Chicago billionaire. He's really invested in the Chicago soccer, um, like youth programs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So having him in it just shows like that they're looking more towards that. Hopefully, he becomes a majority owner because we just need someone. I think from Chicago. Um, the, our current owner, I think, lives in L.A. or something like that. Outman, yeah. Yeah, Nelson Rodriguez live, actually lives in, like, Jersey or something like that. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So we just have people who invested in the club that aren't invested in, like, Chicago. Chicago, Chicago. yeah. Um, so I think that's really missing. Uh, could you see that from um, y'all's owner? Uh, yeah, Arthur Blank. Blank. Andrew Blank, yeah. He, yeah. he, he reps Atlanta so hard. Um, we, we don't have that, mm-hmm. so... Um, I think the Soldier Field move is the first move where that's going to be a thing, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but time will tell. So let me let me ask you this: like, like how hard is it to build in Chicago? Because oh, uh, yeah. I think that obviously I don't think that Soldier Field is probably going to be like the, the permanent answer. So like, it's like what what's the next step? Like once you guys get into like, back into the city, like like would it be like okay, let's work towards getting the stadium like within like no, six to eight years, or maybe longer. Than, like, like, what's the plan there? I would hope that they would get their own stadium, like you're saying. Like, I don't like Soldier Field is a nice in between, so you could, like you were saying, like build up um, an audience, built like get just the, the city into the team. Um, but like I said, anytime Chicago politics are involved, you know, it gets a little shit messy. Slows down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like there was a project called Lincoln Yard that we were supposed to have a soccer field for. But basically, um, the neighbors didn't want it because they said it would cause too much traffic. Mm-hmm. The aldermen didn't want it because who knows? Because um, that was supposed to be like for the they're talking about like for a USL team, right? Right. Yeah, but there was like the implication that the fire would move there too. Okay. There. Okay. Okay. So it's just like anytime Chicago politics are involved like we we're really famous for it that's why we're the windy city because politicians just blow smoke up people's butt <laughs> um, and really it's just land too like all the places <laughs> all the places that um, you want a stadium mm-hmm. um, there's something already there gotcha. I think New York runs in that problem too oh yeah absolutely so absolutely. Um, that's really the biggest thing uh, it, it if we find a spot where it's easy to get to, um, or if we find a spot where uh, people are, there's like a good concentration of people, like it's not just like in a district of warehouses, like DC United, I don't know if you've been to their place, yeah. their place is like 
in warehouses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you find a good place where it's like residential and stuff like that, then they should take that any second. Well, that's I think that's the thing. Like, like there's always with the knock with with Bridgeview is that back when Peter Wilt was involved with the fire, uh, people criticized his tenure because they they thought that that deal was such was such shit. And of course, you had given the location of it. Like, for those of you who don't know, Bridgeview is basically like the south side yeah. of South Side. So it's like way outside the city. So, of course, for everyone that's you know m- moving into the city and north side and everything, that's a hump that you just don't want to do. And I think that, you know, I think that how, however it ha- has to happen, you know, it, it definitely has to be within the city, like somewhere w- within the train lines and something that you know is a- accessible to everybody. Like I tell people all the time, like I think that. With with uh, with the home team here, it wouldn't work in Kennesaw. It wouldn't work like mm-hmm. you know, like it, it would probably wouldn't even work like, like if it was just like right on the perimeter perimeter and everything. So, you know, you definitely have to have a location that's that's convenient towards everybody. So, For like everyone. whether you're whether you're north side, south side, you know, east and west west end, you know, you can you know say okay, this is our spot and everyone has access to it. Because otherwise. You know, you're gonna run into a situation like with the Braves. Like, okay, you have you have your season ticket holders that are all up in one area, but what's what's everybody else gonna do? Like, you're not gonna tell someone that's basically like Southeast Atlanta to say oh, we're gonna go all the way across town around 285 and get to a, a Braves game. It's a hump too to get to the Braves game. Like, it used to be great and convenient, but so like we'll go back to Jake. What what brought you to the game of soccer? Like, did you grow up playing it? Um. I didn't grow up playing it, um, so my mom's side is German, uh, so whenever my grandfather came over, he kind of like brought a soccer ball, and we'd, we'd play a little bit. Um, it really got intense for me around the 2008, or no, 2010 World Cup. Okay. Um, in in um, South Africa. South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah, that um, that was the, the, the girl I was dating at the time. Um, was really into soccer, so that really spurred it on a lot. Yeah. Um, my roommates in college really liked it too, so it just like the more people I met, the more the more uh, it got really big. You realize it's like Fight Club. There's like all these soccer fans everywhere. <laughs> but it's like before I was into it, I never knew any these people watch soccer, but like now yeah. everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, and I always I always sort of knew about it. Like I grew up with, I'm sure like like you guys, I grew up with football, mm-hmm. so. Um, Having something, I just wanted something different. Um, just and soccer gave me that. So yeah. yeah. So l- let me ask you the the youth game in kind of the south side area. Like, where do you live at in Chicago? Like, I live on the north. Side. You live on the north yeah. side area. Okay. So north side, a lot a lot of soccer, a lot of things like that. Is there any soccer on the south side? Not that I know of. No. Um, I would say the, the huge thing in Chicago is basketball. Gotcha. Um, that's going to be a real big um, for, for any kind of movement for, of getting soccer on the south side. That's going to be a real big hump to go over, mm-hmm. especially because with the with the youth game being so expensive, mm-hmm. um, like you're not going to get the same quality if you do AYSO on the south side as you would if you had like a youth academy. Um, that would that like subsidize their their uniforms or subsidize their yeah. league fees or something like that. Um, so they, basketball, you can just any any school can can have yeah. Because I think utilizing like the futsal program would yeah. be huge, like especially in a city like Chicago, because it's cold. 
fucking 90% of the year mm. and shit like that. So it was like to be able to use futsal to get kids playing and games, things like that would be huge. I was wondering if anything like that was happening. The, the irony of it all is who's headquartered in Chicago. Yeah, U.S. soccer. <laughs> That's the irony of all this. Yeah. That is sad. Because even if you didn't have, you know, And then the coaches' fire, convention is there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's so many opportunities. That, so this is they don't want to grow the game there, essentially, probably. Because <laughs> even, even if it wasn't a fire course, you had U.S. soccer. So like somebody should be, you know, spearheading, you know, an effort to, okay, what can we do that's in the immediate local vicinity to grow this game? And it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like like it's like it's the case. It sounds like they care. If you know of anything, please highlight them. Yeah, send please. it to yeah. us. You know, we'll. it'd be awesome because I'm pretty sure the fire would love to get involved with it and things like that. You yeah. guys are doing there. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, nah. maybe, maybe, he's maybe. like, I ain't traveling south side. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's Black, transition. You want to? You got any more questions for? No, Jay? I just want to talk about Black Fire. So like. Because uh, of course y'all didn't like we we've always talked about this this episode that we didn't really get to uh, talk about in its full entirety because Skype just killed the shit out of it. So, what basically got Black Fire started? Uh, it was we um, so me and Phil we hadn't met before. I went through like a year of being a Fire fan. I was just like, damn, there are no black people here. Like, mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, like, Polish people, there are a lot of Hispanic people, but there was, like, pretty much the only black person was me. Yeah. And, um, like, growing up in the suburbs for most of my life, I'm just tired of feeling like that. Yeah. So, um, I was, like, it, it was in my mind a little bit, and then I met Phil, um, and he was like, damn, I feel the same way. Um. Invisible man of soccer. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Um. So, and then there's another person named Welly. Um, she's a little more free-spirited about it, but even she was like, yeah, I'd be, she'd been a Fire fan forever, and she's like, it's been like this for, since I since she'd been a fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were just like, that we should be, I think it's clear that the Chicago fan culture right now isn't really focused on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to bring that focus. Yeah. So um, what we did was we we got the group together. Um, we're thinking of ways of like growing it, making sure that it's visible. Um, right now, obviously, the hump is people don't want to go to Bridgeview, but for the right. people, there are like random. Um, there are like you know, like one or two black people that do go there, and they you know we meet up with them. We we um, uh, always take a picture with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want to grow that so that right. you know we don't the same way that we felt. Uh, isn't the the way that anyone else feels. Right. So, you know that that's kind of the biggest thing. And then, like, obviously, putting black culture into the into the fan experience is, is big for us. But I think it mostly stems from just how weird that is to be at a big sporting event. Like, think what's another sporting event where you'd be the only black person there? Maybe golf. Maybe golf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is really weird. Like, yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. So. We just want, like, you know, that's the kind of thing that would make people not want to go to a game. So we're trying to reverse that. Yeah, because we, cause we've had, uh, you know, this back and forth on Twitter. Like, you know, of course, we, we see, you know, fans from different uh, teams around the country and everything. And, like, we, we had to stay, like, like we would count the black people that were in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I see... Three, three to, three to possible because of course you know depending on how light skin they are you know you, yeah. you can't quite tell like, yeah, like, I don't know black. if he's Latino they might come be. on in <laughs> we got hey, we got to draft you in we got to draft you yeah in. You're, you're part of the team now That's but uh, but no I, I think that you know and I can 
I can go back to like my experiences, like back in DC, like you know, like granted, it would be like a, like it'd be more than like one, but of course, you know, it, it it we would definitely be dramatically outnumbered. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. Like even the DC United matches I went to back in the day when I lived up there, it wasn't a lot, mm-hmm. you know. But like especially if you're a supporter, like I was just visiting, like right. But like being a supporter, and you're there every weekend. You start looking around, like yo, because <laughs> <laughs> like um, I I. We uh one of our homies back in uh, back in Richmond, Elliot Barr. He has a podcast, River City '93. I I sent a question over to him. The, he talked about it on his podcast because me having grown up in Richmond, you know, like they have the Richmond Kickers up there. They're in league they're, right now. They're in League Two uh, USL. And when when I grew up there, like I I never went to a, a Kickers game because like it, I didn't feel like like I followed them, but at the same time, I never went to a game because like it felt like. They were so inaccessible to where to where they were, especially for like if you weren't like in that immediate part of town, it was like they really didn't market out to your yeah. to your base. And I was telling, and I basically just posed a question to them. It's like 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 what are you really doing to to market the team beyond you know just, like that that, that immediate, immediate vicinity, yeah. And because like you know, because basically like that's like the the biggest soccer team in in that area, and like and for the most part, like they've been well covered. Because mm-hmm. like, like they're they're the longest running, continuously run uh, soccer team in the country. Like they've been going nonstop since '93. So you would think that you know they would have a greater um, reach, but you know nobody like nobody from my side of town was going over to University of Richmond like that. Nobody from South Side was going to University of Richmond. You know, it's based like if you were either in Carytown or maybe Shaco Bottom. You know, you weren't really going. You you weren't really. They weren't really reaching out to you like that, and they just recently uh, changed owners. So, like, I think like from what they were saying, like, for the, for the first time, there's a bit more transparency as far as like having that accessibility with the ownership. And so, I'm hoping that you know, with that ownership change, and and they've got a lot a lot of great feedback so far, that they'll be able to reach out and say, okay, let's let's bring in more people because you know whether it's you know, South Side Richmond, North Side Richmond, Petersburg, you know, East End, like, you know, like bring everyone in as much as you can. Like, I, I get it, you know, we're a country of front runners where it's like, okay, if it's not MLS, you know, I, I probably won't, I probably will never follow it. But at the same time, you know, I say like, you, you never know like who you might find, mm-hmm. you know, like whether it's a person like me who has been following the game for a while and just say, hey, we want you to be involved here. And and it's just a case like with with anywhere, whether it's here in Atlanta, Chicago, Madison, LA, whatever. Like just try. Yeah. I, I think also what well, you're also getting into, so you're talking about the reaching out, but it's actually the game day experience. Yeah. That's gonna have to change for a lot of these smaller um, clubs. Smaller clubs, but also like some of the clubs within the MLS. Yeah, absolutely. Like the fact that, you know, what we kinda of pride ourselves on here is that when you come to a Lane United game, you're going to hear some rap. You're going to hear some soul. You know, it's like you're going to feel some culture in it. Right. And whereas, you know, a lot, like going to those other small clubs where you go to those game day experiences, they, they do the general formula of we're going to play these type of songs. Mm-hmm. We're going to have these type of chants. You know, it's that generic formula for a soccer match. And that's just like it's vanilla. Right. And so the fact that, like, if there's some culture implementing, like, the things that you're trying to do up in Chicago, like, if those actions where you have some more, you know, I know celebrities, it's hard to get to, you know, buy into the thing or whatever, mm-hmm. but to have 
you know, certain songs or anthems or songs that are played, you know, during the warm up that have some type of cultural representation. That's going to be the key thing instead of just saying, you know, we will rock you type of thing. You yeah. Know? No wave. Wave is get the, bring the get that damn! Don't you stop? It. Stop it! <laughs> no, because like don't yeah. bring that damn wave what if, in there. What if you? What if you mix the wave with swag surf? You think that'll bring the wife? <laughs> just, just do swag surf and you be I mean, good to go. Just swag surfing, I'm there. Yeah, <laughs> but no, because like uh, uh, I, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about it uh, last week. Uh, I was, when I was watching the the U.S. women's game, you're basically like you basically have the same chance that you've been doing since like '07, and you know, like, like the newest chip they they've done is like the, I I believe we will win. I'm like I'm like if you're the women's team, you should you should know if you're gonna win or not. You should know. And shouldn't like, believe anymore. You should know. Yeah, uh, you shouldn't. It, it, it ain't the men's like like it ain't the men's team. Like it's the women's team. Y'all should know y'all gonna win. Yeah. And and you know like incorporate. Don't be afraid to one incorporate new shit, and then two don't be afraid to incorporate culture because you know. You might stumble into something great just by trying out new shit, mm-hmm. and you know, like, like we're guilty of it here in Atlanta. Like you know, Ringo used to talk about all the time about you know the shalalas and everything. And I'm like, you know, you like try some try some new stuff. Like you you might you might surprise yourself. Hundred percent agree. You know, but um, so like we're we're uh, going back to uh, to you, Jake. Uh, what's basically like the feedback that y'all have gotten so far with Black Fires? Like, you know, between both the front office as well as you know, with the existing supporters that that were already there. So, I'll just uh, start with supporters. Then supporters like you guys um, have been really, like, really, really nice, um, uh-huh. really supportive. Uh-huh. So, so supportive. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, in Chicago, yeah, there's, there's. I think with it being kind of like a newer thing for Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, they're supportive, but they don't know how to support it. They don't want to come um, up like, we like it, but y'all are black, and I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't want to say anything racist or anything. Cool, guys. Yeah, they just leave, they pretty much keep their distance. Um, I don't think we've been, I don't think we've been given a seat at the table like we should. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the front office. The front office... They've also been like, oh, that's cool you guys starting this. But then, you know, if there's like a meeting of supporters or something like that, or like um, if they, like even on their fan page, if they um, are listing out their fan groups, like I don't think we're on it. Um, if we, we just haven't been given that seat at the table yet, um, but we will. Yeah. We will. So, can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Yeah, yeah, talk about it. Yeah, cool. Please, can we not talk? Yeah, about let's it? let's let's. You know, we've gone long. It's, it's salty drama. Uh, uh, it is. It let, is. He, he doesn't want to talk about it. Let's talk about open cup. Open cup draw. Yeah, and then let's talk about open cup draw. Let's get up out of here. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Chicago uh, drew St. Uh, Louis. Louis FC. Mm-hmm. You know that would make a really good rivalry in MLS. You know, assuming uh, St. Louis does, does finish a job and does get in uh, as an expansion team like that. Of course, for those of you who don't know, Chicago and, and St. Louis, it's like a like a epic, lifelong blood rivalry. Of course, yep. you had the Cubs and, and the Cardinals, Blackhawks and Blues. Uh, the Blues got smoked last night in the, in yeah, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, seven to two. Yeah, Jesus, man. Like, <laughs> at but, home. Yeah, yeah, that that wasn't pretty. <laughs> so, um, Shad, Tony, any any draws that you guys see? Think it's going to be a good match. 
Well, of course, you have a couple of the MLS clubs mentioned up too. Um, you know, you got the Salt Lake LAFC game. Um, I'm interested, of course, in Memphis 901 versus Orlando. Same. Yeah, yeah. same. I want, I want to see Memphis, not Orlando. Nani's coming to, to Mike Rose. To say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I mean, that, that's. So those who don't know, that sound like Grego. I know you talk. So, I, I, so the U.S. Open Cup is a uh, kind of a tournament that anybody can get involved in. It's, it's like only, the FA Cup. Yeah, it's so if you follow the European, if you follow English soccer, it's the FA Cup. So it's a domestic cup that we have here in the United States that anybody can play in. So like today, you and a couple buddies can start a, a team. And you guys will go through the regional preliminary rounds and things like that. You guys can make it to the rounds of the knockout where you potentially could play USL, MPSL teams. So um, it, it's a huge historic event. It's been going on for about 114 years. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's one of the oldest tournaments happening in this country that no one fucking knows about because yeah. of soccer. So um, Atlanta plays. Uh, they play uh, Charleston Battery um, on third third year in a row. <laughs> again. Um, you know Seattle plays Portland again. It, that, that's that's one thing that I think that the U.S. Open Cup kind of you know drops the ball on because you know like. You, there's always, like, using England as the example, you can have those rivalries, you know, in the final. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, because, you know, you have travel costs involved and everything, usually we only get those those big derby games, like, earlier on in, in the tournament. And mm-hmm. granted, you know, there, there's still, you know, great atmospheres, but, like, what if you had the atmosphere in the semifinals, in the, in the finals? Yeah. And I hope that, you know... It just like in a, in an ideal world that you know USA will find a way to where okay, let's figure out a way to where we can you know kind of expand on the potential at least a footprint that teams can kind of use like whether it's you know basically like north uh, northwest uh, north or uh, northeast southeast southwest and just say like hey if you're in this area you can have a uh, LA going out to El Paso or or Houston things like that because. You know, you might be able to uh, have, you know, uh, a, a greater, um, how can I put it, you know, great, greater message. You don't have the same by. old thing. Right. So, you know, Elliot, uh, River City, River City Podcast, he had the idea of having MLS teams come in in the third round with USL championship yeah. teams. Because then you'll get better matchups and better pairings together. And that's how you'll get those rivalries that you want because you have both of them coming through. And also, I say MLS clubs should travel in that first round. So, or mm-hmm. we actually we actually said it actually um, makes people want to perform. Mm-hmm. So the top of the table gets home field advantage for MLS clubs. Mm-hmm. Bottom has to travel. So okay. like so, if you don't make the playoffs, you I'm sorry, you're gonna have to travel to Charleston, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You're gonna have to travel. There. So that gives those people in those um, communities a chance to see those stars. They may not be able to get to travel to Chicago, Atlanta mm-hmm. to go see. Mm-hmm. You can see Joseph Martinez in your own backyard, right? Things like that, and that's how you get more people bought into the tournament. So what do you guys think about that? I like there's there was a couple years where like uh, L A uh, Galaxy were going out to. Uh, Raleigh for to play the at the time they were Carolina Railhawks they're now North Carolina FC and you know like that's the kind of stuff to where you know you should have that be able to have that stuff like earlier on in the, in the tournament so that way well, actually just like you said like you have you can see those big names in your local area and I have to like you know go you know across across the country to, to really see those guys play only in MLS but um, like I said I, I want to see 
like like we talked about in past episodes, like like with the with the New York City Derby with Cosmos and New York City FC. Like, what if you'd had that in the semifinals? What if you'd had that in the final? Like, right. that's something that would have been real, real juicy to, to, to see one day. And I'm, I'm hoping that you know you figure out a way to where you know you're just you're not automatically obligated to play that team that's like basically like right across the street from you. You know, earlier on, like like try to find a way to like kind of open up and up that that footprint so that way you can you have a better chance of like you know, not having to worry about, you know, not having to only have home cooking all the time in, in, yeah. within that tournament. Because that's, that's how you end up basically like with the same MLS Final Four every year. It's like, you know, like what if you could have a, a USL team in, in the Final Four? What if you could have an NPSL team like make the semifinals? Like that'd be pretty dope to see. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's something that, you know, they like said, US Soccer works on. So anybody that like listens, like let us know what you think about how your team drew in the Open Cup. Um, any upsets that you guys are looking forward to? Anything like that? I say Louisville over Cincinnati. Louisville over yeah. Cincinnati upset. Yeah. There we go. He's calling second. it. Second that. You second that. Same page. Mm-hmm. All right. So like, add us at FTC UTD on Twitter, um, Instagram. Kind of let us know what you think about that. Um, Jake, thanks for having you, man. Thanks for having you, me. You know, a lot of people travel down here. We really appreciate you traveling down here to come check us out. Wait, wait a minute. Did you see the um, that that night commercial? Oh yeah, the Nike commercial. Dope. Yo, I, what, what was cool about it? Well, for one, it was just dope that, like, if you actually go back to last year, Nike didn't really do too much for the World Cup last year uh, for the men. They actually went. They've actually gone all out tw- twice because they have a U.S. women's team specific commercial, and then they have, of course, they had the big World Cup commercial that came out this weekend, and you know, just them giving that overall attention to the uh, to the women. Uh, is, is is really big. Of course, we always talk about you know representation and inclusion um, on on this show. So like for them to give the women that particular spot that they normally give the men, uh, it's real big. Of course, it was a, it's a dope commercial to begin with, and you know basically like giving the two perspectives of of this is girl that was she thought that she was going to be basically like, like the little mascots that walk out in the field with the players, but it turns out you know she was used. She's going through that experience as well as a player, and it, like I said, it, it was you know when Nike puts their energy into uh, an advertisement campaign, and it usually works out um, yeah, it's hard hard pretty well. It. What was the tagline? It was "Dare to Dream." Dream further. Dream further. Yeah, dare to dream further. Yeah, and I mean that's huge because like you think about the commercial. I mean, the girl just wanted to be a mascot, but they, you know, the women that have made it, they have made it to the top level. They were like, no, 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 no. I want you to live with me and see what the girl's taking photo shoots. She's she's in the locker room. She's doing chants. She's on the sideline with like they they talk about the future. She's on the sideline coaching a women's head coach for Barcelona. Like that scene right there to me because me and you, Tony, we talked about that. It was like. How come that isn't an option? Because women, can, you don't have to be, you don't have to have a dick to coach soccer. Like you, you don't. And so it was like, how come this isn't an option for some of these women? At least so let's get them on as like assistant coaches and stuff like that. Let's start like have them cut their teeth, you know. Instead of then when they retire, they're done. Then they have to be a wife or or you know go work a normal job or shit like that. Yeah, I think um, actually, you know, I think one thing that's really good about Chicago is that we do have a women's team. Mm-hmm. Um, bring back the Atlanta beat hat bag. Bring back the <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, that's something that I think for women players, something that I've just noticed, they really do pay attention to those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like 
Um, the last Red Stars game I went to, um, they stayed after to sign like a ton of autographs. Um, a lot of the kids, they, a lot of the people there were like small children, like like women. Um, so that Nike commercial really does like I think show not just like it, I don't think it was just some PR stuff like because the World Cup's going on. I think that when you're a woman soccer player, you really do kind of understand your role. Um, maybe a, even a little bit more than the men do. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like what what you are as a role model, what you are as a, a woman in America trying to just make it in the sports world. So um, that commercial really did make a lot of sense to me, just because you know seeing how the Red Stars not just don't just think about the fans that are in the building; they also think about the fans that are going to be in the building too, mm-hmm. um, or the players that are going to be playing for them, not just the ones playing for them right now. So. Um, you know, I I can't wait for Women's World Cup. It's going to be awesome, um, and that that commercial really was really was something special. I really liked it a lot. Cool, cool, cool. That's awesome. But you know, we get out of here with that, man. Dare to dream further, man. Mm-hmm. All of us. You know, we we have podcasts, supporters groups. You know, this is just day one. Like we think about the little kid in the in the stands looking, you know, at us, what we do, and how we carry ourselves. Mm-hmm. Somebody listen to this show. Like man, we're gonna dream further, man. But that's all I got, man. That's a good motivational. Yeah, man. (laughs) You know, this is a shout out. Tell them where they can follow us, man. Man, you can follow us on all channels at at, eight. Sorry, FTC. I got. I got. I had to leave strong, man. I had Hazard. Podcast show on on all major platforms. This show, please share it with with anybody you care about that loves the sport, that's learning about the sport, that's just down for the culture. Just please share a little bit of the culture, man, and, and just help spread the message. and And we appreciate it. By the time y'all y'all hear this show, all the uh, new merchandise will be up on ftcutd.myshopify.com. We're really excited about the. Basically, what we've done with updating the merchandise, especially with the culture established uh, series, uh, you know, basically what the story is like, you know, like I said, it's culture established. So, like those those teams that have been around for a long time, you you have like a more weathered design. Whereas the new teams, like I said, you're you're just really be kind of getting into your groove and and everything, and it's going to reflect on the shirts. So definitely, you know, check it out whether you're in New York. Uh, Memphis, Miami, like you know, Miami hasn't even played yet, and they got a shirt. Like I said, trust me, like you'll see, you'll see what we mean, and it'll be really be cool to see. So, like I said, by the time that y'all y'all hear this this week, it'll already be up up live. We'll we'll talk about it once it's up. Uh, uh, we're working with Fallen Arrows to get that stuff up and running. But yeah, like I said, yeah, make sure that you support us. Make sure that that you you know talk to us. Like I said, we we want to talk the game with you. We want to see like like what can we do. You know, to help build this game with within our community and and, and beyond, and you know, I said because like I said, it's it's it, we're really getting this this group going, and we're really excited to see like you know where we can take this, and you know, and hopefully Tony will will be around to you know see like because I want to phase you out, man. I want to phase you out. It's <laughs> <laughs> on notice. <laughs> hey, but, we we hey, appreciate damn. you. We, we value you, my brother. But once again, I, I've said it a lot. Jake, thank you for coming, man. You yeah, could have been really, anywhere yeah, in the world, but you're here with us. Where, where, where can they find Black Fires on social media? Uh, fired underscore Black on Twitter. 
Uh, I think just Black Fires on Instagram. Black Fires suits um, uh, CF oh, C97. Uh, CF97. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, with those two, those two are good enough. <laughs> so for, for Ringo, Grego, Coach Tony, Rashad, man, it's for the culture. Culture's everywhere. We'll see y'all next week, and we out.